Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate. My name's Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you a series of spiritual tools to enable everyday Christian living in the parish of Yate. Welcome, Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm speaking to Jackie. Jackie Emery from St Michael's in Winterbourne. And the theme today is um, actually, what is your message? What is our message? But it's what's your message to begin with. Okay. So, as you look back, Jackie, over your life, where did your story, story if I say story, where did your story begin? Right, well, my story began very early on. Um, I was baptised when I was less than a month old. Um, my parents had both attended church all of their lives. They sang in the church choir together. They lived next door to each other, in fact, which is how they met. And so I was brought up within a church family right from the beginning. So if you talk about my journey, the journey of my life, my faith has come with me throughout that whole journey and stayed with me right from that time. There was never a big conversion moment that I know a lot of people have and that is wonderful, but that wasn't the way for me. There was always that underpinning, underlying faith. I guess it comes from the fact that to me there are only two things. Either God exists or God doesn't exist. And there's no third way. And you either have to come down on one side or the other. And on the basis of probability, etc., I always believed that God existed. And I guess that's where I start from. I'm going to take you back to when right. you were younger. Yeah, resistance here. Um, you did actually share with me before about you spent a lot of time with your grandmother. My grandmother was quite an important person, really. Uh, she was a sort of matriarch. She had a, five children who were ruled, I think, with a rod of iron, really. And we always spent Christmases going to see Granny, singing in the car as we went, because there were no such things as radios in cars in those days. Um, so, yes, Granny was always there and always came to see us. Um, and so I think my feelings of wanting to do things with elderly people probably came from my experience of my grandmother. The latter years of her life were not easy. She ended up sectioned into a psychiatric hospital with senile dementia, which in those days they had no way of coping with. Um, and I witnessed my mum visiting her every week and breaking her heart about the fact that Granny was there. Um, but it neither dimmed my parents' faith nor mine. And I think sometimes difficult periods in your life can make you doubt. And I don't think that faith and doubt are different things. I think faith is getting through that doubt and knowing that you are supported through those difficult times and through things going wrong. Life isn't always a bed of roses for anybody. And it is that grounding in faith that makes you get through those difficult times and the times when you doubt. I think the one thing that I haven't ever doubted is that there is a God. Perhaps my vision of him and my image of him has changed a lot since I was a small child to now. And it has grown and it has developed as I've come to know him more. But there's never been a moment when I've not thought that there is something there. So go back again right. to your grandmother at times. Yeah. Uh, you did actually share with me before that she made quite an impact on your life, really. The way she was quite strict. 
Yes, she was strict. We weren't yes. allowed, if we went to visit her on Sundays, we weren't allowed to do anything. We weren't allowed to play games, we weren't allowed to play cards, we just had to sit there and be good. <laughs> so, which is very difficult for me, as you can imagine. <laughs> so, if you spent a lot of time with elderly people, well, elderly grandmother, did you actually go into that type of work when you left school? Yes, I did. I, I left school after my A-levels. I thought about going to university to do sociology, but never made it. Um, and I looked at the things I wanted to do and it was always going to be with people mm. I think I've always sort of been a people person mm. at the beginning yes. of my life anyway and I actually got a job working in a welfare department because in those days social services was divided up so you had the elderly, you had children, you had mental health services you had education welfare officers if you didn't go to school you had the probation services you still do and I started working for a welfare department in a clerical capacity, nice. but did a lot of work with some of our old people's homes, which obviously the local authority ran in those days. I can remember even going to the openings of new homes and being quite involved in that. And at one stage, I thought I would go into residential care. But in fact, I became a trainee social worker instead, specialising with the elderly. But then along came... Um, Sibo, who changed everything and said everyone's going to do everything and so when I qualified as a social worker I had a basically childcare caseload because that is what qualified yes. social workers mm. had and where the need was but there was always that underlying feeling that the elderly were equally important and I also felt that a lot of people can work with children it's quite a good thing to do. It's lovely to see children flowering and growing and it's wonderful. Not everybody feels that they can work with older people, particularly difficult or um, cantankerous or um, fiery older people who've got very strong ideas about what they think is right and what they want to do. But it was something that I could do and I always felt it was sort of missing for a few years. I did try and have a few elderly people, the more difficult mm. ones on my caseload, but it was quite a hard thing to say, I think they are important. And I think my faith comes into that as well, because as far as I'm concerned, we are all equally important to God. God doesn't differentiate between the old person drooling in a corner and the young child. They are all God's children. And we all matter. And we matter just as much to him when the world sees us as useless or not so good as we matter when the world sees us as playing a valuable part in life. And I think for me that's one of the most important things is that we are all precious, no matter who we are, no matter what we are. That's a wonderful thing to say, actually. But do you think, and this is a strange question... Um, do you think this insight came from your training, because you've actually worked with elderly and with children, or do you think it's come from somewhere else? I guess that's a hard question, isn't it? Because yes. how, how do you know what's your training and how do you know what's mm. your innate feelings? But I think, in my heart of hearts, I feel that I can do this when other people can't, and I therefore feel that that's what maybe God is asking me to do. Mm because I can do it and because I enjoy doing it and because I see value in everyone. And church comes into that as well? Yes, it does. And, and you know, I have tried to do things with the elderly in this area 
because of that. There are a lot of people within the church who are happy to work with children. And I spent years taking Sunday... I mean, I was 18 when I started taking Sunday school. And, you know, I have done it for many, many years. And I think the point has come now where I feel there are lots of younger people who can do that better than me, and they should be the ones doing it. And maybe my time is now to do things with people that other people don't value quite so much. Oh, that's a very astute um, answer, actually. But how, what actually are you involved with now? Because I know you, you are involved with lots of things. I don't actually yeah. know everything, but no. could you share a few things? Well, one everybody? of the things that I did was become a, an authorised lay worship leader at a time when we didn't have many priests before we became a benefice. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly so that on Christmas Eve, if we had the crib service, we could take the service even if we didn't have a church warden or anyone else present. Mm-hmm. But it sort of morphed into helping with services and particularly services for the elderly. Mm -hmm. One of the things was, when I was down St Francis Drive delivering some parish magazines, I discovered that they had magazines in in their um, residence lounge. And I thought, well, are they not interested in church? Because only one lady came to church who I took in her wheelchair. And we talked about it, and at one time they'd had a service there, and they said they'd quite like to have them again. So we started doing that just three or four times a year. And then we were asked to go into Blossom Fields and run a service there. And it's now morphed into, that's every month, and it's morphed into we go to the Grove every other month. And I know that people go into Crossley House and have been taking communion there, but we just run, if you like, a praise service for anybody who wants to turn up. And I have a team of lovely helpers, mainly people from the choir and people who play for us, because music is quite important to the people there. But again, it's not something everyone would want to do because there are people there who are going to shout out, who are going to be disruptive, who are going to make life difficult. And you just have to keep going. And you have to know that God is there with you and that for these people, this might be the only time in their time there that they meet him because a lot of the staff are not going to give them what they need spiritually. Um, And I really feel it's important that we continue to do this and that we offer them this ability. Yeah, the passion you share is absolutely wonderful because we both discussed, in our discussion before this, because we both had elderly parents that had uh, dementia yeah. and how difficult that is, isn't it? And as you mm-hmm. rightly mentioned at the beginning, many people get very frustrated and just want to walk away and let somebody else look yeah. after them. Rather, but your witness to look after these people, mm-hmm. or not actually look after them, to share your faith, because you are sharing your faith with them, really, aren't you? Yes, and I, I also think that you, you have to see the person that was there. Mm-hmm. I, I should add that both my parents died of Alzheimer's as well, so there is a long sort of history mm-hmm. within my family of this. And even at that stage, the person that they were is still in there and is still there yes. somewhere, even if you cannot see it in the way that you used to be able mm-hmm. to. And the fact that you can... Sometimes you'll have someone who looks as if they're fast asleep and nothing's happening, but then you realise they're mouthing the Lord's Prayer or they're joining in the words of a familiar hymn. And who are we to say how God is working? You know, he works in mysterious ways and we just have to present the opportunity for people. And you also show an inner strength because I actually have to cope with these difficulties... Okay, so called the difficulties. I think it's a wonderful witness, and I thank you so much for all that you do and all that you are as well, because you're a very special person to all of us. So thank you so much. Yes.
We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. Don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you. And we look forward to joining you next time. Thank you.